been lounging, lounging with Skipper. <laughs> You've been lounging, lounging with Skipper. Oh. Yo, 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 yo. want to welcome everybody to another episode of Lounging with Skip. Tuned in. Uh, for those that don't know, this uh, podcast is about me talking to music producers, singers, songwriters, directors, um, you know, anybody dealing with the entertainment industry and talking about their journey to success or their journey to being successful, you know, either either or, but just really just about talking to them about their, their path. Um, today I'm sitting with a brother uh, from my hometown, St. Louis, Missouri. He's a music producer, songwriter, um, one of the dopest producers in St. Louis. I've heard about this brother, um, it may have been like, what was it, 2000, it had to be been around the time after Jenna came with that, after we came with that record, if not, maybe a little bit after that, I started hearing all these, like during the beat battles that, uh, whatchamacallit was having, DJ Who, mm-hmm. trifecta in the place to be, y'all. Appreciate it. Welcome, man. So, how's it feel being out out here for this vacation? I mean, you know, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah everything is beautiful out here. Mm-hmm. Even the long drive, like I appreciate that. You know, mm-hmm. listen to a podcast or something on the way, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, every the people, the food, the the different uh, events I've been to, mm-hmm. the opportunities I come across, like everything is beautiful. Could you see yourself moving out here? Yeah, most definitely. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Is there in the, is that anything like is that in the in the talks and? Um, I told myself in about three more years, two to three more years, I would be making a move. Okay. To wherever. So basically, you know, LA's a possibility. Atlanta's a possibility. Vancouver's a possibility. Okay. Toronto's well, a possibility. Wherever. Why Van? Okay, you just threw Vancouver in. Well, well um. I've heard good things about Vancouver. Okay. Um, I'm I'm a more low key person, okay. so it doesn't have to be like where all the action is. Okay. As long as I can, you know, stay productive where I'm at, and you know, kind of chill and vibe out and keep creating, you know, good stuff that people like. What um, so what 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 started you into music? What you know were you? Born, were your parents involved, or was it something you just fell in love with as a kid? Um, coming up in like a church family, you got my grandmother. She played piano and organ. Um, different uh, cousins played um, drums, uncle, bass, uh, aunts, mother, father, singers in the choir different things like that mm-hmm. like I, music was always around mm-hmm. almost to the point where I took it for granted because I really didn't really start it even thinking or ma- wrapping my head around myself being involved in creating music mm-hmm. seriously mm-hmm. until about maybe um, 03, 04, 05 when I kind of started really? dabbling yeah Okay, so that's when you say, you know, well, let me try to get into, this, into doing this beat thing not necessarily that it was something to do at first I had a cousin um my cousin uh, Gary, the Ties Productions, he uh, he's still producing also. He introduced me to it through, um, I think it was MTV Music Generator, just something, okay. something we found, and you know his mom was all about 
providing us with stuff to do to keep us out of trouble, keep us out of the streets, keep us in the house safe. Um, kind of messing with that. Then he expounded on that and got a Triton, uh, Core Triton keyboard workstation. Now, before we get into that, yeah. uh, uh, what high school did you, well, what, what area are you from? I'm from pretty much every area. Um, Meacham Park, mm-hmm. um, that's pretty much where I was from, from birth to maybe about middle school. Okay. Uh, moved from there to Baltimore, Maryland with my mom and my mm-hmm. sister. Okay. Um, my mom took a job out there. And then from Baltimore um, to Houston, Texas, there was an opportunity down okay. there for her to make more money. Okay. So we went down there. Um, Houston was cool, mm-hmm. and then she had an opportunity to just come back home to St. Louis and asked if, you know, we thought we might be interested in going back home, and I was like, sure, why not? So my senior year, mm-hmm. I came back to St. Louis and graduated from Parkway North. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, most of my family, Meacham Park, U-City, Northside, Westside. What, uh, did you go to college? Yeah, I went to uh, Lindenwood University okay, for a couple years. I was supposed to go to Northern Arizona to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of dropped the ball that summer on, on everything that I was responsible for, for doing. Okay. So then the plan turned into, well, just go to Lindenwood, try to make the team, stay there for, you know, maybe a year or two and then transfer out. You want to tell man? You know, I know it's, I know oh, it's no, I'm fine. Yeah, it's, okay. yeah, yeah it's, it's hot up here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's hot. It's, it's, it's still not it's as hot. hot as St. Louis right really? now. You, so. know what, you, you know what the difference <laughs> is out here is the fact that um, – it's, it's hot, but it's not that hot, that heat, to it's, where you go outside yeah. and my glasses fog up. Right, it's drier here. Yeah. Like, that humidity in St. Louis is yeah, so oppressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, <laughs> it's hot, but it's not, like, drenched sweat hot yeah. like it is in St. Louis. So, um, okay, so you went to Lindenwood, and you yep. got your associates from Lindenwood? No, I, um, I went to Lindenwood, and, you know, I was at college kind of not knowing what I wanted to do, but mm. the thing was to do was to go and just kind of... Now, around what year was this? Uh, 2000, mm-hmm. yeah, about 2000, 2001, 2002-ish. Okay. Um, met a bunch of cool people there that I still am friends with to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, you know, did their own things, but one of my, uh, one of my roommates, one of my friends at the time, he had, uh, he was a, he was a singer. He played keys for different churches and he also, you know, he had a role in. Mm-hmm. Uh, XP80, I believe, okay. and um, he would make beats on there, mm-hmm. and that piqued my interest. So I started mm-hmm. doing that, uh, coupled with the the little that I knew from, you know, from PlayStation games and stuff like that. So, where, so where did it for you get to a point where you said, okay, let me like, who's the first artist that everybody would would know in St. Louis that you worked with, where it was like, okay, I, 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 I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm digging this. Um, it would be. Rucker Puff and Rockwell Knuckles, those two, okay. like right around the same time. What year was that? Uh, mm, so the turkey burger? Turkey ham turkey and, uh, <laughs> yeah, the turkey <laughs> burger. <laughs> so, okay, so turkey ham. Yeah. So that song for you, but you was doing, but you was like in different beat battles and stuff before that, though. Yeah, right? beat battles in St. Louis, like it wasn't that many people onto it right. like that. Um, but for the ones that were there, mm-hmm. like everybody was engaged and excited mm-hmm. about it. We did that. We were doing beat battles. I don't know. The time gets fuzzy right around like 2007. 
well shoot for me like really around 2005 to 2011 mm. like it's a it's just a long stretch where you know i'm just i was reactionary just doing stuff mm. not really even keeping track of time and dates for mm. real but um I think, yeah, right around the beat battles led me to like Tef Poe, Rockwell Knuckles, and also Rucker Puff. So were you a part of, uh, were you a part, you, you weren't a part of the force, were you? Or were yeah. You, you was a part of the force? Yeah. Okay. So that's where pretty much it kind of began for you. So Yeah, so everything, because, yeah, everything hit right around the same time, yeah, like when, when it, when, when, when something when happened. Corey Black did the finger in my nose. Yeah, and all. yeah, okay. I, I, right around then. Yeah, okay, so this is like 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. that sounds about right. Okay, so around that time, that's when I started hearing your name a lot. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Trifecta, 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 you know, and I think um, going to the beat battles and you know, it's one thing where, and I can tell you're the kind of producer where, you know, you'll have things going on, like small things, mm-hmm. subtle things going on, but the beat is, is constantly going. Mm-hmm. It's not a dry spot in the beat. Okay. Um, that's what I've noticed as the as an instrumentalist, what mm-hmm. I peeped about your production. And, um, you know, and, 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 you know, everybody has their own kind of style, but I can kind of like, I can sense your, your it's something about it. I just can't really pinpoint it. But it's just something that kind of keeps drive the driving force behind it, mm-hmm. and it honestly sounds like uh, TV music. Okay, yeah. TV like background TV uh, and film music. I think that's something you should expand on. Yeah, that's definitely well. in the plans. That was another reason for coming out here too, just kind of making a couple new friends, checking mm-hmm. on a couple of the, the current ones, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, building those relationships and trying to forge new ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing uh, music for vlogs and podcasts mm-hmm. in the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, vein of what you were talking about, and yeah, TV is definitely something. Movies definitely something that I have kind of. Cause that's something that I've been trying to. I've been not trying, but something that I've been studying on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because as a music producer, we can do so many different things right. as far as you know having our music placed on TV and film, or we can get royalty checks, passive income, mm-hmm. regardless of an artist. Exactly. So we have we have that option to be able to look, and so you know. Whereas artists, they need their production to be able to back them. They can't just rap on songs or whatever, sing on songs, just acapella. Mm-hmm. They want to, people want to hear the music to be able to drive. So we are a very powerful um, impact um, within the music industry. Right. Um, so you came out here to, you know what I'm saying, to meet up with different people. Um, what's the latest you've been doing back home, back in San um, Mostly the podcast. Uh, I've been working with a group called The Knuckles. That's Rockwell Knuckles and Aloha Michelle. Um, kind of helping put their uh, projects together. They have a few. Well, just over the past few years, have recorded like over at least like eighty songs. Like songs. So it's just kind of, I guess, getting getting my feet wet in in like A and R and and advising and and producing on a larger level than just making the beat or recording the artist. Um, and then also too, just trying to help facilitate uh, different situations for other producers mm. looking for outlets for their beats, whether it be trying to get them to come in town for a beat battle, mm. uh, creating a beat battle and running it out of town. Mm. Um, and then coming up here, one of my, my missions was to get some of my producers uh, you know, get their names circulating around in different offices, play some music. So you have producers like up on you? Yeah, like not officially. I I didn't. I 
I don't want to be the guy to bother you until, you know, we have something definitive going. Mm. Because what I found is, you know, if you if you take the time out to sit down with somebody and let them know that you're trying to do this for them and that's that's the goal, um, and you're and you're pressuring them to, mm. to produce and give you things mm. that you can go take to somebody else. Well, when you go to take it to somebody else, there's this big waiting period and it doesn't have, you know, a definitive start and end date and kind it kind of puts you in a position where you know you're managing not only the producer's product but also their emotions too <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't want you know you, you get the call or the text like hey so what's the latest or, right, yeah. hey what's going on with this it's right. like and, and I'm finding that that's you know that comes with it regardless if you're but the the producers that I'm doing it for right now they're honestly like good guys that I've that I associate with regardless of the opportunity mm-hmm. so and, and you know what I realized in that instance I used to be like that and I realized that with certain things you have to make the track mm-hmm. record the track and let it just fly to the world yeah and keep it moving on whatever else it, you were doing exactly and act as if that never happened exactly. or just act as if that particular energy is already out there and I'm on to something else exactly and then you never know that something that you let flourish could come back and say hey we have this mm-hmm. bag for you <laughs> It, we found this years bag. later, yeah. years later, and that's what I'm trying to. Some of my younger ones, that's what I'm trying to convey to them. Like, yes, this is a a fire beat right now. It's probably the best you've made to date, but it's it's a dated sound mm-hmm. because it's right now. Mm-hmm. And I know you're not thinking about it, but within like the next year or two, this sound may not be in demand. Mm-hmm. So holding on it until Rick Ross called back, like that oh, might not yeah. be the thing to do. Right. You can build with somebody who's or current somebody right else now. Still put it out, and that's one thing. As producers, even though you send your beat out to somebody to record or whatever mm-hmm. it is to it, if nothing is written in stone, you can have yeah, that beat still... being recorded by other artists as well. And yep. You never know what can pop. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like nothing is stuck in stone, and you can continue to make more music to just keep, you know, building. It's like. It's like beats become like real estate. Right. It's like your, it's like, what did you say the other day? It's like seeds, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You just, so you're planting these different seeds around in your garden and, you know, that they're going to grow in hopes that, and knowing that they're going to grow. Yeah. Um, but you have to keep creating those seeds. You have to mm-hmm. keep making, you know, burying in those seeds to, and for them to grow. You can't just focus on the one seed. Yeah. That was another thing, too, about getting out to L.A. is... It's a different market than St. Louis by far. Very different. So in St. Louis, the ceiling of opportunities is lower by far. L.A., you come out here, it's way more people. Mm-hmm. It is way more competitive, but it's way more opportunities mm-hmm. too. So when I went into a studio this weekend, mm-hmm. not even planning to you know, play anything for anybody, the, the artists that I did end up playing stuff for, not only you know did they like it, but they're already a little bit more mature in, in how they handle the situation business-wise from being out here that mm-hmm. they know, mm-hmm. you know, I like this right now. I'm a right to this right now. I'm going to listen to it several times right now. And when me and my management come back to the table and we decide we want to go with this track, mm-hmm. we will hit you back mm-hmm. and make sure they're still available. Right. You know, just a, a, along with all the other tracks that they have cataloged mm-hmm. that they're trying to mix and match with to put together a project. You know, it's, it's once again it's one of those things how now the industry is a lot different than what it was 10 years ago and I'm realizing that more now in, in today's day and age 
that. Whereas before, you know, producers would get that upfront fee. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody walked with the track, they got to pay you right now. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas now, it's not even about that. It's like, all right, well, you can, you know, before you have like beat snippets and stuff mm-hmm. like that, have beat snippet CDs and all that. Well, those snippets, that doesn't fly anymore. Mm-mm. Having your tags running through the beats and all that shit, that Mm-mm. shit don't fly no more. Um, you got to for real just say fuck it and just send out the MP3, you know what I'm saying, yep. of the of the full beat. Now, yep. it's the MP3. Mm-hmm. It's not the WAV file. It's not the stems. Exactly. It's just the way. It's just the MP3 file. So they send that shit. If somebody takes that and puts it up on iTunes, you know, trying to be sneaky, like, ah, right, nigga, I'm going to record this and put it out on my album, nigga, and put it up on iTunes. Okay, well... Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? You put that up on iTunes, I find out about it. I'm just going to register that shit. Yep. You know what I mean? On on, on ASCAP. Yep. And get my get my 50%. I may even get the 100. You know what I mean? Yep. Depending. So, it's just one of those, well, I'm, I'm probably kicking some game right now. No, that's what, what this for. What is. That's but, partially what you know what I'm for. saying? Like, it's like, no matter what, we can cover ourselves. I was talking to a producer this past weekend, this past uh, last weekend, or last week, whatever. Um, and he was telling me, he was like, there's so many different ways of handling the business as a producer. Like, it's all about what it is you want to do. You know what I mean? The artists, they're the ones that want the beat. You know what I mean? So it's about what it is you want to do. But, you know, that's why I was so thankful. And I feel I feel thankful to, to have something like an ASCAP or a BMI mm-hmm. because you can just register the music. And... Um, now the downside to that is, you know, when that artist goes behind your back and they want to put the album out or whatever, they go through TuneCore or whatever. They they obviously, you know, whatever the the immediate streams on those songs, whatever, are coming to their account. Mm-hmm. Or even if the song gets, you know, gets a gets licensed through YouTube, that's probably getting sent. But throughout that in the ASCAP report or that royalty statement, that comes back as well. So we eventually see that. Um, so yeah, as far as the whole thing with artists nowadays being nervous on, you know, giving away the MP3s, go ahead and just give that. Give, go ahead, man. It's just the MP3. If they take that and use that as a final version for the album, then they're not. It's not. It this wasn't that serious for them anyway. That's that's my conversation that I usually have with my producers. It's like there's a lot. There's a few different ways that this can play out. Mm-hmm. You can give them this beat, and they have this beat, and they didn't pay anything. And they never record anything on it, mm-hmm. and it's still your beat, mm-hmm. and nothing is lost. They could take this beat and they could record on it and put a song out and not pay you, and you could pursue legally if you would like to, or you could just sit back and make sure you register it on your side and get what you can get, mm-hmm. and not deal with that artist anymore because mm-hmm. they're an artists that doesn't value their work because mm-hmm. they just rolling with a MP3 mm-hmm. instead of getting the stems. Mm-hmm. And most artists now like. They want the stems. They want it to be exclusive. Mm-hmm. They want to pay for it to, you know, lock it down. Sure. Yeah. Right. Right. They want that originality. So, you know. You know, it's like um, you got artists. You know, nowadays we're in the day and age, too, where artists don't necessarily have to put out mixtapes mm-hmm. or even an album. They just want to put out a song on, and do a video for it and put it up on YouTube. Yep. Because, you know, a lot of it, especially for the new, the young, the younger crowd, younger generation, they want to basically have the visuals. So they'll record to your beat, shoot a video for it. The video may do 1.5 million views. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now you've seen this video blow up that you did the beat for and you didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. Well, you can go register the song and ASCAP picks up the YouTube streams of it as well. Yeah. So 
You yeah. know, it's one of, the, one of those things. As a producer, you have to be smart. Mm-hmm. You have to be smart. You have to handle your business for yourself. No one's going to handle it for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, has there been any outside artists besides... Well, what all artists have you worked with in St. Louis? Um, pretty much all the artists uh, that you mentioned that were tied to the force. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tepo, Rocco Knuckles, Chris Payne. So you was on Tepo. So Tepo, he's been becoming... Um, successful and, and, yeah. and it's been a long journey for him. I, mm-hmm. I, I remember uh, producing some songs that he was on. This was back in 2003. Okay, you know what I mean when he was Teflon Poetics. Yep, you know what I mean. So that was 15 years ago. So it's just interesting seeing how far he's you know how far he's come uh, to now. Um, how was it you produced on all those albums that he's released in the past? Uh, just about. I know the DJ Burn one was pretty much all DJ Burn one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my, my goal with the artists that I started out with early on is I don't have to produce the whole thing. Right. Um, save me a spot though. Mm-hmm. I will sit down, we'll listen to some tracks, see if anything sticks. I'm not trying to just force myself into the situation. Right. Um, it's just trying to make good music and be a part of, you know, be surrounded by good music. My mm-hmm. beat, my song doesn't have to be the best on there, but it does have to hold its own weight. Mm-hmm. And I... That helps me feel proud about the the situation, the placement, or whatever, because it's surrounded by other great music. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so something like that, you know, the business gets handled and everything like that. Yeah, Tef's real good with everything. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. <laughs> Him and Stretch do a great job. They look out for me. I don't even like initially. I would double check. I don't even double check anymore. It's there. Okay. Yeah. Um. So who? Ooh, ooh, uh, more in the, the city, uh, in the city yeah. um, I did do a track um, Me and Fresco going back and forth currently mm-hmm. I really want to get some really good songs with him done mm-hmm. um, So we're going to get some more reps in And see if we can get like like a couple good bangers Out of like maybe 10, mm-hmm. 12 attempts That's what I like to do too mm-hmm. um, If I'm really feeling an artist We're going to go in we gonna... Yeah, because I know him and uh, Tef got an album done Mm-hmm I don't know, you know. I don't know yeah, Tev got an album done with him. Tev got an album done with a few people that that I got on my hard drive. I'm like, so when are y'all dropping this? <laughs> like, well, I listen to it by myself. It's just but, all this music. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's also the thing too. I I kind of get it in the sense that like, why hurry up to push all this stuff out when everybody can consume it and be done with it in four days? Mm. <laughs> right. So pretty much. It can still, because whatever is being put out later, it's still new to mm-hmm. the ears of the masses. Exactly, so especially when you're new. doing it and it's not dated. It's right. not a dated sound. And mm-hmm. that's why I love my St. Louis artists, because for the most part, we will take our shots at making something that sounds on trend or, you know, in, in the time that's like right now. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, because we're drawing from so many different inspirations being in the middle of the map, mm-hmm. um, like, we just always default to creativity and now do you have a problem when artists um they'd be like yeah just send me the beat i know for me that time changed um i was like damn because i used to be in the studio mm-hmm. with the artists yeah and when i had made my project that i did my business card a lot of those beats was being sent off to the artists and then yeah. they send back yeah. and i wasn't used to that so i know today it's that's what it that's what it all is um how do you feel about that process i'm not really mad at it because that's that's for the most part all i know 
being being that I started making beats just to make beats and then from just to make beats to beats for beat battles Mm -hmm. like getting to a point where people wanted my beats to rap on to Mm -hmm. make songs out of them and all of that like it took some time and when it finally got to that time I felt like accepted Mm -hmm. so to a certain extent I know that there was you know business to be handled but at the same time like just kind of objectively looking at it it's like okay this artist is really good mm-hmm. he's from my town mm-hmm. I know how to find him when I need mm-hmm. I got his number mm-hmm. um, but also mm-hmm. they're not signed yet mm-hmm. they're not having any talks with nobody on a big level mm-hmm. this is fine mm-hmm. I can deal with this mm-hmm. like I'm more hesitant I guess when I'm dealing with well or, or in the beginning I was more hesitant when I started dealing with uh, A&R's mm-hmm. And labor representatives and artists that were on actual labels mm-hmm. organized situations mm-hmm. because for the most part I knew that I didn't know everything mm-hmm. on the business side mm-hmm. so I knew I was wide open right um, and that's usually where a lot of people get taken for uh, for a little ride or whatever but at the same time I really just felt like so what they're gonna take it and turn it into a hit right and then I have to like go get my money mm-hmm but there's money there to get because right. they turned into a hit. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with that. Gotcha. Tell me this. Uh, what artists outside of St. Louis have you worked with? Um, let's see. Start with Dig way back. Uh, Jackie Chang. He's an artist that I dealt with. Uh, made a couple songs with Tony Williams. Uh, Fiend. Gangsta Boo. Um... That was a track that she did with uh, the homie Gotta Be Kareem. Okay, that was you? You did yeah. that track? Okay, yeah. He, had, uh, he did a video for that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he shot, shot it out here, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to forgive me because off the top of my head, I can't really... So it's, it's, come it's, 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 it's about maybe 10 to 15, I guess. Okay. And then I, I've worked with a lot more mm-hmm. and the songs may not have made the cut or been released. Mm-hmm. And you know how that is. But mm-hmm. yeah, I've... Worked with a few people outside of St. Louis as well. Okay. Been that fortunate. Okay. Um, so what do you see yourself like, you know, going or moving towards from this point? Um, as far as with the, how music is and, and you, you just having like, you know, producers to where you're, are, are you able, are you open to collaborate with other producers and things That's like that? actually what, what I'm big on doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Collaborating with a producer named Ye Kane, collaborating mm-hmm. with Jackpot Hits, collaborating with True on the Track, mm-hmm. collaborating with Matthew Thurman, collaborating with these are all guys that I really like and see something in in St. Louis mm-hmm. that are accessible that would ask me on the regular like different questions mm-hmm. about stuff. And if I have oppor- when I have the opportunities that I've had, and I know that I don't have what they're looking for, mm-hmm. like as far as like the label or the artist, mm-hmm. then I just go to them and we'll make something original or, or take it just directly from them and say, okay, I'm going to represent you on this and we'll see if we can get it matched up and where it needs to go. Um, yeah, also um, collaborated with producers, you know, Romania. Yeah. yeah, Romania, uh, Croatia, uh, Paris, Australia. Mm-hmm. Wherever, now, when wherever. you now when you collaborate with these producers, do they have to bring certain things to the table? What if one producer just wants to lay a kick? Is that really him producing, or you yeah. know what I mean? If he yeah. just lays the kick down, yeah, more than likely, I've gone, I've, I picked him for that. Mm. 
like there's a song that um working on with Tef Poe that I put together uh, two producers and the one producer had most of the track pretty much laid out but I knew this other producer had drums that would make that sound that much better mm -hmm. so we, we put that together and that's a collaborative works that we put together and so you quit so, so you so you Quincy Jones the situation uh, on on a very un Quincy Jones level, <laughs> not that not that good with it, but I'm I'm getting my feet wet in that also because, like I do still like to create, but now that I'm a little bit further in my in my journey of creating and trying to do all these things and facilitate, like I feel like I'm better. Like all my time that I've been doing all these things is is helped put me in a position where right now I'm best suited to. Um, to really be successful as far as putting together record, helping put together records and um, helping present them to, you know, whoever might be the the new lucky owner or whatever. Okay, okay. Um, is there any artist that you would love to work with? Not, not like, well, pre I'm pretty sure you work with everybody down there in St. Louis, but outside of St. Louis, just in general. Um, I was just talking to uh, the homie Trackstar about some stuff. And I had like a wish list of like. Just do a record for um, what's the name of that group? Uh, Run Run the Jewels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's that. They're definitely on my wish list. Um, uh, I mean, Jay Z on everybody wish list, right? Who, who's not gonna? I mean, I guess but you can not. But you know, I'm not gonna sit up and say like on a realistic level, but just like on a level of at arm's reach where you can basically. Somebody used like you know what I, I think I can make that happen, or I think that can happen. Man, just being out here this weekend just changed my whole perception of what can and can't happen. So, like a Denzel Curry, a Audio Push, um, those are people that like just to me are phenomenal mm -hmm. and really good at what they do, mm -hmm. and can do a lot of different things. And mm -hmm. I'm versatile with my sound, so I think we could. You know, of course it'll sound crazy, mm -hmm. but like I've gotten past making it sound crazy and I mm -hmm. want to make it, you know, something that evokes a physical reaction from people because that's usually when you know you got a good one. Mm -hmm. um, uh, maybe like, uh, maybe work with Chance the Rapper, maybe work with uh, Smino, okay. uh, maybe work with... Smino, that sounds familiar. Yeah, from St. Louis, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. out of Chicago. Yeah, I heard about him. He's like popular in St. Louis. He's like, really? He, uh, him and his, him and his other friends that produce, they, they all hone their craft here. Took it to, I believe, Chicago. Incubated it even more. Here is L.A. No, no, I'm sorry, in St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were just speaking St. Louis. It okay. put me in the mind frame that that's where we were right now. So yeah, so so they honed their craft in St. Louis and took it to Chicago and and expounded on it and and I guess linked up with some more people on the business end and made it kind of go. Okay. Um, Interesting. Um. I mean, that sounds like a good list, man. Uh, there's so many more. Um, working with a guy in Atlanta, uh, Renegade L. Ray. Okay. He's an engineer and artist. Uh, really really dope mm -hmm. I'm excited to start working with him that was somebody that up until when I connected with him he was on my wish list okay. like, yeah just really low key yeah but phenomenal yeah. In, a good, in a good position as well so um just just to end uh you know saying this episode off what is something some, something that you would let an up-and-coming producer you know who may be sitting back 
not sure of his tracks or, you know, not sure of what it is that he, you know, what direction he wants to go. Um, what's something that you can, uh, if you were sitting right here in front of you that you would let, or her, that you would let him or her know? What I was, what I, I had been telling producers, because I'm kind of in the same place, even with my own instrumental project that I want to put out next. It's like, I know I have some good beats and I know I have some okay beats and I have to figure out which ones I want to use and showcase to people. And I might be kind of self-conscious about showcasing it, but at the end of the day, with the way technology is, what we could do is we could start to move forward on it by putting together the playlist or the set list on your like SoundCloud and making it private and just let it exist there. Mm -hmm. And just keep going back to it and playing it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Give somebody else the, you know, the private link to it or whatever. Let them check it out or the Dropbox link. Let them check it out. Start to really start to get feedback. And then, you know, at the end of the day, just go ahead and make plans to put it out yourself digitally mm -hmm. distribute it yourself you can get you can go cd baby or, or distro kids yeah you got all these different tools mm -hmm. and yeah it's gonna cost them you know a little something but it's that's that's nothing because that that's your project that's your baby that's what you want to showcase and this it gives you it kind of gives you the reps of how things should go mm -hmm. and you know you got to start somewhere and so you might sign up with a, with a pro yeah, yeah, and then also, yeah, get your, make sure you ask, have BMI, whatever you rocking with, have that, and along with doing the distrib, uh, the, the digital distribution, you know, you'll you'll be getting good experience mm -hmm. firsthand of how things do and don't work, mm -hmm. and then you can do the next one better. Right. <clears throat> So when you so you dropping because you haven't dropped like your own project yet so that's in the works. That's I dropped a there. couple. Um, like can people go on Spotify right now and listen to an album? No, they're not on Spotify. Them? I just kind of let them sit. Where on <laughs> I think uh, I think there's one on Bandcamp. There was one on SoundCloud. I might have taken it down. Mm. Um, I just went through a phase back when I took them down uh, years ago where I wasn't sure. Right. So I just I've took them there. down. I've yeah, I just, I'm not sure. Let me, let me take these back. Let right. me sit on them. Mm -hmm. I know they could be mixed better. I know this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. And I just haven't put them back up yet. But uh, once I put out my new project, maybe October-ish, mm -hmm. I haven't really given it a hard date yet. Um, okay. At least by February, because mm -hmm. my birthday's in February. So I figured maybe if it goes that far, mm -hmm. we'll at least release it to the wild in February but I do want to get it out sooner and then after I drop that I'll start uploading all my other stuff and you know gotcha. put it in distro or whatever and let yeah. those rock too you gotta keep that content out there so how, yes. how can people uh, reach you they want to uh, contact you if artists want to contact you for beats um, you know singers or whatnot. you know how can people reach you I'm pretty much on every social media platform uh, the at sign trifecta T-R-I-F E C K T A, yes, like nine letters. I didn't think it through when I made it up. Mm. Everybody spells it wrong, mm. and that's why maybe sometimes when I see people out, they look at me funny because I didn't return their email. Mm. They just lost the letter in the email <laughs> in the email Interest. address. Interest. And then um, the email address itself is trifecta presents okay. um, at gmail, at gmail okay. all together. And uh, again, that's, that's a long right. one. Right, right. Whole of. Uh, 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 
bevy of ways to get it wrong. Right. But when you get it right, I but, do respond but, to everybody. But, but when they do go to your your Instagram, mm -hmm. then all the information is there. They can reach yeah, you and get all that. My information. email address is definitely on my Instagram. Because I will put I will put that in the yeah. in the bio on, up under. Yeah, once you give me and and if you don't see information that you need there, you can DM me. It's not private. Just hit me up. I'll respond and you know see what we can do. Hey, Trifecta, man, I appreciate you coming coming through, man, you know what I'm saying, and lounging with me. It's been a long time, and I'd rather come out here to lounge with you than try to <laughs> catch you on a random off day in St. Louis. So, right, Yeah, this, right. Is, this is perfect. So, so this is, you know what I'm saying, w welcome to the spot. You yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is what it is. So I appreciate you, my brother. Indeed. Yes, sir. Anytime. And until next time. Yes. Peace.